0: this
1: (coughs) hello everyone and welcome to raising remarkable teenagers podcast and for those of us who are watching on online video welcome 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 we are so excited to be here today as always gratitude we are filled with gratitude and as you all know my name is angela My job is to scour the whole world looking for for information, looking for strategies, snippets, and steps to help parents of teenagers in raising highly effective teenagers. And today, I am so, so excited to introduce you to Maria Drueko. Maria is a consultant trainer. She's from Canada. And Maria is going to be speaking to us about positive parenting we love positive positive parenting here don't we we do love positive parenting because that's something we keep talking about and we all know that that is what is going to help us move to the next step with our young people and when we are positive parents and when we practice positive parenting we give them that empowerment. We give them that encouragement, and we inspire them to be highly effective young people, highly effective teenagers. So I'm just gonna welcome Maria. Maria, you're welcome. Come on in.
0: Hi, Angie, how are you? And uh, I'd like to... Uh, Good morning,
1: good
0: afternoon, and good evening.
1: Hello. Hi, Angie.
0: I am here. Okay, yeah, so I don't think you heard me. Did you hear me earlier? Um, I did. You said hi, good morning. Yeah, okay, great. There's There's a little bit of a lag.
1: You got a little frozen, but it's okay. We all know that sometimes Mm -hmm. the internet freezes a little bit, but we are good. We are, we want to hear. So how are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself, Maria.
0: Yeah, sure. So uh, I am an immigrant here in Canada. I immigrated with my family in 2007 uh, with three small kids that time uh i have three children so right now they are not really chilled kids anymore but um a young adult and teenagers. so my oldest is 22. uh he is on third year university my second son is uh 18 and on the first year university and then my youngest daughter uh, she is um 15 so she just started grade 10.
1: oh wow wow yep. Yeah. Do you know what, of, we love to hear from parents and we, we love to hear from professionals, we love to hear from parents, we love to hear from anyone that has experience because we know the more diverse information we have, the more our diverse uh, community and listeners can identify with. So tell us, that's, your, yours is quite interesting because you say that you immigrated to Canada with your, your three little ones. How, how was it raising them up and what I hear is um, obviously you have two of them who are in teenage years and there's one that has jumped just over. But we would like to hear your experiences and, uh, yeah, just know when did you start? Because from what I hear from you, you've got very grounded young people say, when when would you say you started your positive um, positive parenting? And when would you say, I mean, and obviously because you have three, you can tell us if they're different and how you manage that. carry on. Yeah,
0: definitely. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I I think um, we should be starting positive parenting uh, from the start, you know. um, uh, We have to start when the kids are, uh, you know, still little and, um, you know, continue on until we feel that they're maybe wise enough to be on their own. But, you know, as a parent, you don't really, you don't really end giving advice, right? So, uh, i am fortunate that my husband and i have um, a very uh similar or we have the same uh, values when it comes to raising kids and that is you know we've practiced positive parenting of, of course we are not perfect parents right but uh, we started early with with uh, the kids who were still small so wh- what we usually do is you know we we encourage them we give them all the love and attention that they need as a kid which is very important as a foundation right for them to to be uh, feel that they are valued to um, Make them feel that they are unique in their own ways and uh, they have their own talents and skills god-given talents and skills yes. plus the fact that um we try to make sure that uh, we are firm so um you know i believe that positive parenting starts when the kids are little because you have to make sure that uh, you instill in them what are the important um uh expectations mm-hmm. you know as a two-year-old three-year-old they are smart kids they can understand rules they can can follow rules you just have to be firm but gentle and so um you know i do i learned from my parents to um you know we are in our culture is kind of different from the canadian way of life when uh, we were being raised by our parents so i try to um get the the good um you know the good um um, way that my parents raised me and of course i try to be uh better right um anything that uh i think i should not be doing with my kids i try to avoid doing that with them so um discipline in the philippines is quite different and uh you know um for the most part parents are a bit very strict and harsh you know when it comes to discipline and that's what i try to avoid with my uh you know raising my kids yeah so positive parity for us Really started when they were little, mm. and up until now, um, you know, they have very different personalities too, and uh, it's very—they're um, very unique in their own way. You mm. cannot say that, you know, you can. My parenting style for my oldest will be the same with my second and my my youngest. Mm. Um, you know, you learn from your mistakes, right? So initially, when um, my 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 kids were, um, you know, in their teenage years, we had our. Only little fights you know misunderstandings. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> but that's how you learn as a parent and i think what is important too is um, as a parent you have to make sure that yes you are a parent you can be a friend to them but humility is very important as a parent as well so um i have learned that uh you know to say sorry with uh to my kids if ever um you know initially a burst of anger i was you know kind of disappointed and um, maybe i may have said something that hurt their feelings mm. um later on at the end of the day i try to explain to them why I, why i you know how i said that how i felt and I, I i say sorry to them and i ask for forgiveness from them because that is role modeling too um i believe that it's very important if the kids are seeing that you know this is how my parents um are raising me up this is how my parents behaviors and attitudes are um, that's one way for parents to influence them as you know as a as a kid or as a teenager growing up
1: wow maria you said something very important there about humility you know so what i hear from you is that you practice humility And obviously, as you practice humility, you are modeling or demonstrating to your young people, to your kids, how to have humility, how to say, yes, I am wrong, how to say I am sorry. You know, that is powerful. That's a powerful thing. And many parents don't tend to practice that. And maybe it's because of the way we were brought up that kids are not you know kids are there to be seen and not to be heard so i really love that because that in fact that is one of the one of the qualities that i encourage parents to have to actually ask to ask for forgiveness from their young people because we are not always right and that way you show them that you are human right and because you are human, they are able to connect with you on a human level. That is very, very powerful. You know, that's, 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 that's very interesting. One thing I wanted to ask you, you know, many people, many people co- confuse positive parenting with just being positive, 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 and maybe not actually having firm boundaries and that. But I know you mentioned being firm. Would you just tell us a little bit about how you instill discipline in in what I would expect in a positive way? Because in positive parenting, there is positive discipline. So, what, what kind of um, what, what kind of ways do you or have you instill that kind of discipline or positive aspects, positive behavior in your young in your young people?
0: So, yes, uh, you know, it is very important that early on you set your expectations with them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even though they are kids, mm-hmm. they are, you know, they're human, they're unique and, you know, they understand. They understand if you speak with them at a the level that they understand. Yes. So, um, you know, usually I have family time. We do have, um, you know, our communication, our, our sharing of information at you know, what happened to you at school, mm-hmm. any challenges. And um, my, my, my husband and I are um, very um, upfront when, he's, when it comes to, okay, so, and of course at different levels uh, during, you know, while they were growing up, right? So when they were little, we set expectations, okay, so these are, you know, you cannot do that. Yeah. Why? Because. So we explain why. Uh-huh. And, you know, if you do that, if you keep on doing that, this is what's going to happen or this is what might happen to you. And so instilling in them that okay, so my parent is just saying is saying that I cannot do this because, and so they understand. Um, also, um, like you know, right now teenagers are very much into their gadgets, right? So um, we we let them use their um, cell phones. Um, you know, they have their own laptops because it's needed. But we try to remind them that hey, your priority is your education, your schooling. So. Um, they know that we are expecting a lot from them when it comes to, uh, you know, um, expectation of getting good grades. And they have never failed us, Angie, to be honest. Um, uh, We are very lucky because they have been obedient uh, children. They have listened to us and they do what we are saying because we see it the way, um, you know, they they excel in school, they excel in sports, and the way they think about other people too. Um, I see that they have uh, been very... um, you know, the, the 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 quality of having empathy to other people. I see it when, you know, they speak about their classmates' experience. And so, um, for the most part though, we are at that stage because early on we have instilled in them the expectations. And, you know, we say, So this is your limit. If you actually um, you know, exceed over that, you know, allowable limit that we are giving you, mm. there's a consequence to that. And you know, um, when we were when they were little you know we we've had you know i believe that the ages of 10 to 12 those are very difficult time for them too and difficult time for parents because i think that the children are still trying to understand who they are yes. and knowing who they are and you know uh, what kind of attitude should i be having as a person and so as a parent too we've had our struggles um uh, but the fact that again uh, and humility and setting expectation what we tell them is you know you still live within our house so we are your parents we provide the rules so we were kind of firm in saying if you don't want to follow our rules feel free to leave but you're on your own (laughs) we tell them that and you know um, at that that age I think uh, we instill in them um, not just uh, you know saying that okay so yeah they're okay with me doing stuff but there's a consequence to that so I think that's that's part of um, you know being kind and but being firm so being a parent also and being a friend so you have to balance that and as they age you have to adjust as a parent too um I'm at the point right now we're in um because they have proven themselves that they're responsible you know we're kind of limiting we're kind of you know not into that punishing mode anymore right so we are into um being like a listener um being uh, you know we challenge your ideas and if ever they they you know they come to us and say, how do I do this mm. I don't provide the answers right away mm. I ask them so what do you think you should be doing and what are the pros and cons if you do that Absolutely. and then I provide my guidance so we are at that stage already and um, you know we, we are we are blessed parents to have um, children um, that are listening and they're kind of obedient to what uh, you know we have instilled in them
1: Oh, you! I, I must say that you're very fortunate because what happens, what normally happens to the majority of, of parents is that when, when the kids, I mean, including my ones, my, my one is when they get to teenage years, it's like they start to block you out. So they're not, they they, yes. they, they start to block you out. It's like your whatever you're saying doesn't matter or is not important. It's not, it's not valid, right? So I, I must say in that way, you are very fortunate the the one question i'd like to ask you you know when you when you talk about consequences normally when i'm delivering what one, one of the programs i deliver is is how to raise responsible teenagers and part of what we teach is the five uh and the five qualities of highly or the five habits of highly effective teenagers and that includes respect responsible resilient robust and radiant so i i heard you mention something that we use a lot in empowering them to be responsible and that is for example when they come to you to ask you for 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 um for for answers you put the questions back to them and allow them to explore in their mind possible solutions and then as they look at those solutions they are also exploring and evaluating the consequences yeah would you just talk to us about that a little bit because i it's something i'm passionate about it's something i talk about a lot but i would love to hear it from your from your end from your practical end
0: Mm -hmm. So what I can share is my experience with my oldest son. So when he was still trying to uh, figure out what he's going to take for university.
1: Yeah.
0: And so, uh, you know, um, I usually ask, we usually ask them, so what do you plan to take for university? Mm. Um, You know, he was saying, you know, I'm thinking of uh, taking uh, pharmacy. All right. And I asked him, so why, why pharmacy? Um, what made you decide to take pharmacy? Uh-huh. And then, you know, he explained to me um, his, uh, you know, his reason why he wanted to take that. And so, okay, so I asked him again, uh, you know, have you, have you figured out what are your strengths in terms of this particular um, program? So mm-hmm. how does your strength fit into that? And do you think uh, you'll be able to actually apply your, you know, your strength? Because I, I told him, I see you, um, I see you as, um, as a person who will excel in a different kind of uh, program. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to hear your thoughts on that one. Okay. And so, you know, eventually he opened up to me that because you know, uh, you know, friends are taking this kind of program, so that's why he wanted to take that program, right? Oh. So. And so I t- explained to him, you know, um, you are you have to decide for your future. You should not allow other people to decide for your future. Like even as parents, we are here to guide you and to really show you your strengths. And maybe you're not seeing that and anything that you need to improve on.
1: Yeah. But you
0: yourself should be deciding, not other people. And so you know, I explained to him, I see you, you have this strength and you, you could be good at this stuff. Yes. And so he eventually explored other other. Um, programs and oh. um he said to me mom i'm gonna take accounting instead oh. and so you know knowing that his strength because i know he's very analytical mm. and you know i try to draw draw it out from him what are your strengths yes. and so he's kind he's very happy right now and i see that he's also um you know you, you see that they're happy when they are kind of motivated and regardless of the challenges they keep on you know, they're very persistent with it. So I see that he is at this stage where even though he has challenges, um, he is persisting and um, I see his resilience. And, you know, I told him, I, I, I have to give credit to him too. Like, you know, I have to tell, we have to tell him, you know, I think you picked the right program for you because we see that you're selling that program. And, you know, it's not about money too, right? It's about how you are, you know, what passion you are into that. What Pa- how passionate you are when it comes to pursuing your goals. So, right. you know, we say that uh, we, we are very specific with the recognition piece to um, anything that they did in terms of, uh, you know, good stuff that they did. We are very specific on that. Not just general praising that you're, oh, you're such a good boy, you're such a good son. No, we do, we, we, because we, we are very specific with, you know, why we are praising them. And, uh, you know, I think in terms of consequences, they are very, um, you know he he's realized that okay yeah he you know maybe mom is right because I'm happy with what I'm doing and mm-hmm. he in fact got an internship with um, one of uh you know the big four firms here here in Canada so um, it's a very competitive uh, program but he was able to get in so that's why I know that he is um, he's happy with his choice wow. and you know what Angie I forgot to mention it's very hard to raise teenagers right especially if you are if you are in a situation where you're in um, two different cultures or different cultures colla- clashes right so because we are filipinos by nature um and then our kids are growing up in a canadian culture right. one of the things that uh, <laughs> my husband and i always tell them you know um you have to really va- know who you are you are okay. a filipino but you are also canadian yes. so you have to understand the you know you have to pick the the good things in our culture and then pick the good things in the canadian culture
1: Absolutely. And it's
0: very hard because I know um, there are some parents who actually didn't instill that in their kids. Like they lost their identity as Filipinos. They're very much Canadian. And I don't want the kids to to have that particular um, attitude or behavior. I want them to look back and say, I'm proud to be Filipino, but I'm also Canadian. So that's
1: right. So they are proud. You want them to be proud of their heritage. You want them to that's be right. proud of their background. And it's okay to have a couple of uh, of, of backgrounds on you. Really, it's 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 fine and it's okay, right? So that that's yes. I'm, I'm really. There's one thing that really caught my attention about when you asked him why he really wanted to to take pharmacy you know you and i feel what you did for you to get that answer is that you actually engaged him you engaged him to such a point that he opened up to you and told you the truth of of his heart so he opened up and i that is one thing i talk to parents a lot about engage your young person, engage your teenager at a deep level so that they can actually tell you their dreams and their fears. Because what I know is, for example, if your young person had gone on and taken that pharmacy, which is not what he really wants, but he's taking it because his friends are doing it, which is peer pressure, he would have ended up being miserable, right? And what I see a lot is young people who are taking subjects who are taking who are involved in in curricula that they or or even games that they don't like so that they can fit in but inside they're dying inside right so it's very i i like what you did you know you explored you had that deep chat and those are the deep chats and it's got to be safe because if your child or your young teenager feels threatened or feels judged, they're not going to share their fears and their dreams with you. So as parents, it's very important to provide that safe space. I usually call it a safe space for young people to speak so that they can open up and so that they can actually share share their real self so that when they make the next step they are not suffering yeah and that's and i can feel that is exactly what you did with your young person and i am so so excited because i know many of us here have got have got uh, multiple children and the next question i'm going to ask is so how how do you i mean i only got one 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 child one teenager of my own right but because I work with different young people and obviously my my daughter has friends who who together we all think we are family and all that so I know about uh, almost parent I can say I have an understanding of parenting multiple kids but obviously some of them are not my very own so how do you how would you say you deal with your different personalities because I know many of our parents here have got have got two, three kids, four. In fact, some of them have got five and it's all good. And it's it's nice because all we want here is that whether you have one or you have 10, that we are all doing our best, that we are empowering ourselves to raise these highly effective teenagers. So what what kind of advice would you give in terms of, yeah, addressing or raising different personalities?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I can share is um, because I am an intercultural trainer, right? So I practice what I teach my clients in yes. terms of understanding different personalities and different cultures. With you know, with my kids as well. So, and I only became uh, an intercultural trainer the past few years. So, um, you know basically it's more of a learned before person and um, knowing that there are tools too for parents to use like the personality this personality um, assessment tool that they can use right for knowing themselves as a parent what is my style what is what is me basically as the person in terms of how I communicate with other people and then um, you know applying that uh, to your kids as well knowing your kids because um, because we're like, for example, I, I I can say that I'm a very direct person, and I can see from my kids, so I have to adjust the way I communicate with this with my kids. Mm. Uh, my second son, I believe he is more of a, you know, he's more of he's not the same as my oldest son. He because my oldest son is the same personality as me, and I can tell that my second son is actually more of you know similar to what his dad is <laughs> when it comes to the way they communicate. And yes. so sometimes when I um, and I'm having a hard time, you know, communicating with my second son. I ask the help of my husband. I tell him, you know, um, because I see that you are kind of very similar when it comes to communication. Can you, can you talk to him about this?
1: Yeah, and
0: uh, my daughter is, uh, you know, she's also very unique. Uh, she's a mixture of maybe both me and my husband. Um, but um, again, it's understanding who I am, understanding mm. who they are, That's and cool. then adjusting to how I can communicate. And you raise a very good point, and Angie, when it comes to um, creating that safety, I think communication is key, right? Um, if your children is not, um, is not. Um, comfortable communicating with you because they're kind of intimidated with you they will not open up but if you actually instill in them that you know i'm i'm here to listen and i'm here to give advice and i'm here to rein you in if needed it will work it will work out fine because uh, again it's communication um I think that's one of the things that is being challenged right now when it comes to the family dynamics. Um, communication is not happening between spouses, between you know parents and kids. Um, maybe you know because everyone is on the phone, you just text your kids, hey, <laughs> and there's no communication anymore. So um, that's one of the challenges that we face right now in our in our uh, society. But again, communication and knowing your kids' personality is is our keys for having creating that safe uh, environment for them to speak mm. up mm.
1: I like the way you say about listening to them and it's it's one thing i I talk a lot about about us listening in listening in so that they can so that they they know that we are hearing them and when they know that we are hearing them they feel valued and when someone feels valued anyone any of us, when we feel valued, we are more connected, right? But when there is no communication, when there's a disconnect, or oh, we can miss a lot of things. In fact, I'm just gonna put, I like statistics and sometimes they are a bit scary, but it's important for us to mention them. Our research is showing us that 40% of teenagers are lonely. Right? What does that mean? I mean and and we're not talking about teenagers who have not got families. We're talking about teenagers in their home but they're lonely. Right? Yeah. yeah. So when kids
0: tell you that Again, lonely, there's a disconnect there, I think, right? Mhm. Yeah. When
1: when they when they tell you they're lonely, what does that mean? That means they are feeling that we are not engaging them. They are feeling that we are not listening to them and you know and and, and what happens when they are lonely? They're even more vulnerable. They become even more vulnerable to being picked up by either gangs or sex crime or drug crimes. That is what happens, right? So I'm just going to ask you, it's interesting because I wanted to talk to you especially about the, the role of culture in raising our young people i'd really like to hear that because as you said i know you mentioned it earlier about your 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 culture background as um i for example when i'm raising my young my young person i've got the uh, i've got the kenyan i bring in the kenyan background and then we also bring in the the uk background and we bring in you know so, so how would you say culture plays um
0: plays out when we are raising our young people? Uh, again, I think, it, you know, bringing up culture and heritage as part of your conversation with your children is very important. Um, it's going back to their roots and the way they know where they came, you know what our, you know what our roots are. Mm. The, the more that they will understand themselves, why they are thinking like that, mm. and um, because I think culture is not just, you know, based on countries, uh, you know, s- specifics, right? It could be. I believe that culture is uh, a, a lot of, you know, your your own values, your own personality, your Absolutely. own traditions, Absolutely. and so. Uh, I I try to balance the the good and the you know right. So um, for example, values. So what are the good Filipino values that I wanted my children to to be to you know to remember and to be instilled into their minds and in their hearts? You know, I, I, I my husband and I are really um, very much um, communicating with them and uh, letting them know that you know we have to know what are the important values that we have that you should be continuing generations on if you will be having kids. Uh, we emphasize with them faith, family, and of course, uh, you know, what are the the very good um, traits that Filipinos have. Mm-hmm. You know, people say that we are hard working. So those are the things that uh, are very good to um, have as a person too because you are a Filipino. Mm-hmm. But then again, you are now in Canada. You are, you know, you, Canada is a different culture. Um, very open-minded people too, right? So, you know, I want them to be able to um, have that open mind and um, having that, uh, you know, to be able to um, more of a challenge, uh, you know, be able to adapt into a challenging environment. Oh. Um, although I say to them, you know, it's because you're, you know, you're considered as a Filipino-Canadian, uh, you, ha- you know, you, you just don't end being... Uh, having those traits you have to explore other cultures too because that's how you learn and um i think we have heard about the growth mindset concept right i think um very early on it is important for us to instill in them that you know even though um you are from the philippines you came from the philippines we have these traits and we have this culture tradition um you can still learn other cultures Absolutely. and that's how you develop your own personality, you develop your own uniqueness yeah. and so that's what we instill in them. Balancing everything is is key, right? Um, you don't want to be hardcore Canadian only or hardcore Philippine only but there are a lot of uh, um, important cultures that you can learn too and that you can adapt in your own way of living. Just so pick the best and the good things. <laughs>
1: yeah and and like you said culture is very it's 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 fluid actually it's not static and 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 i think as parents and especially at teenage years because that's when they're trying to establish their identity their own identity it's important for us to to remind them that they are unique and they can pick up what is good in my this culture what is good in this culture what is good is because as we talk in fact as you said we're very well said the culture is not just about country right teenagers themselves now they have a culture right they have their own culture and we need to allow them to look into that culture and decide do i like this for example if you've got girls do I like what, what this particular culture is wearing? Do I like the language because that's all part of culture? Do I like the language they use? Do I like the the the, the way they're going? Do I like the music they listen to because that's all culture and and um, it's not about. In, in fact, culture is is sometimes we we even have. We know there is ju- not just culture. We have subcultures, and and it, sometimes, especially when they are in sure. their teenage years, it doesn't matter where where you came from. You can have you can have five kids who are so different. You can see they are so different, but they have a culture of their own because they have decided. And, and as I said, it's very fluid. It's very that you can see. I mean, I see it so many times. You have, I have one white kid, one black kid, one uh, one Asian kid, one, you know, all sorts. And they are best friends. And when you look, what is it that they have in common? That is their culture. That is that, the way they dress is the same. You see that they speak the same. So they have decided to form a sort of subculture so i believe as parents our job is to like you you properly said encourage them to have that growth mentality yes you you're from here you're from there but look look and evaluate what it is that you are encompassing and taking on as being part of you because everything that we we bring into ourselves now that becomes our identity isn't it so yeah that's right so we're, we're, we're almost uh, running out of time and what we usually do i am so so excited that you're here what we usually do here is our parents love practical steps they love practical strategies they love practical snippets that they can take away and practice as soon as today. So, today, Maria, uh, in, in summing up everything that you have said, what three tips, practical tips, practical strategies or steps or snippets can you give to our parents so that they can practice as soon as today to better themselves as parents, to empower themselves as parents, what three practical
0: tips would you give us today here at raising remarkable teenagers? Okay, sure. So um, I think the first uh, tip that I can give is to um, always remind yourself that you you will always be a parent, uh, but don't um, you know limit yourself to just being a parent make sure that you're also a friend to your children Mm -hmm. because that's how um, communication good communication will start Mm -hmm. Um, second when it comes to communication again knowing yourself and knowing your kids Mm -hmm. different personalities and uniqueness Mm -hmm. and adjusting to how you communicate with them to uh, make sure that you know the communication is improved because you cannot you have to be you have to tailor your the way you communicate with each of your kids Uh their own they are their own different individuals so Mm -hmm. um you know that's one way of valuing their uniqueness um third is um again um it's very hard to listen but i believe that especially with teenagers, um we should stop doing a lot of punishment on them but you know again engage them and Ask them questions, um, listen to what they're saying, and at the same time, make sure that you um, you say to them that, you know, I am listening and I'm not judging. Um, you know, people, your friends might judge you, but know that I'm, a, I'm your mother, I'm your father, or, uh, you know, we are your parents and we are here to, uh, we are here because um, we are here a our responsibility is to guide you so we will not be judging you in whatever um, issue that you stick up with us. And um, if we can, you know, we are here to provide you that guidance and insight that you need. But you are on your own, um, especially if you are, you know, if they are like in their teens already, 18 to 18 onwards, you encourage them to really um, make the right uh, decision or pick the right choices mm. after you have given them the guidance and the insight.
1: Oh, brilliant! That those are beautiful, beautiful snippets. You talked about communication and also valuing their uniqueness, their unique personality, and also listening in. You know, listening in and and allowing them to evaluate the their choices, and that's amazing. So, Maria, just before you go. How can our parents find you? Where, where would they be able to find you? It'd be nice so that if, if they've got any further questions or if they want part of um, part of the training that you provide, how, how would they be able to find you if you can advise us?
0: So they can find you on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name there is Maria Natalia Jureco, But uh, if they type in Maria Gureco, um I believe my name will show up. And I also uh, am in Facebook, and that's how we met, Angie uh, yes. Maria Duraco. Yes. Under Consult Asia Global, that's my uh, that's her company. So um, yeah, feel free to um, you know throw me any questions that you may have. I hope that I'll be able to provide you the insight that you need uh, when it comes to raising remarkable teenagers.
1: Oh, brilliant! Thank you, thank you so much. And what I'm going to do, I'm gonna put the links to Maria Duraco's uh, contacts right here because what we do here we encourage everyone to contact contact if you've got a question contact a person that might know contact a a parent contact an expert contact someone because really we are the village all of us there is a saying that says it takes a village to raise a kid it takes a village to raise a teen and myself maria all other people that we bring on here and yourselves listeners we are the village and that's why we encourage each other to look out, look out for information that might help you a word from maria maria might be able to explain something even better than i can so reach out to her so i'm gonna leave the contacts down here and i am so so excited and maria thank you so much for gracing us with your all with your presence today and for giving us a lot of content, a lot of information. And we are so, so, so grateful. And from all of us here at Raising Remarkable Teenagers, we hope that what Maria has spoken to you today, you're going to go out and practice and be, because we ought to be the change that we want to see. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Maria.
0: Most welcome and um, it's a pleasure to be here and uh, I totally agree with you, raising kids uh, is like raising, um, it takes a village to raise a kids and what you're doing is such awesome job because we are raising the future, right? So the kids are our future. So if we raise them to become effective teenagers, effective adults, we are raising better future for everyone.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I love the way you recognize that because it's something we talk with parents about and we talk about, we want to, like Mother Teresa said, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. That's right. Change your family first. So we all want to be, we want to be global changers. We can start right there, right here where we are. So I am so, so excited for for gracing us with your presence again. And we hope to see you some other time soon. And for now, from all of us here, we are saying
0: bye-bye. Bye, Bye, Merry Christmas to (laughs) everyone.
1: Merry Christmas, Maria, to you and your family. Thank you so much.